Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland on News Talk. Now, Andrew Thornton is an Irish-born entrepreneur who launched the UK's first supermarket with plastic-free zones. Andrew's book, Putting the Heart Back into Business, How to Place People, Planet and Purpose at the Core of What You Do, which he co-authored, tells the business journey story and also, as the name suggests, his belief in the power and value of actually trying to operate a business ethically. And Andrew joins me now. Andrew, you're very welcome to the programme. It's delightful to be with you. Now, Andrew, firstly, before we talk about the book, maybe tell us a little bit about yourself. I know you're of Irish stock, uh, the north side of Dublin, I believe. I'm from uh, Sutton. I I grew up at Sutton Cross, um, uh, went to UCD, did a BCom and an MBS there. And I joined Mars as a graduate trainee and they sent me to the UK for two years training. And I sort of somewhere along the way lost the return bit of the ticket and (laughs) ended up. I'm now split between southern Germany and the UK, but I've spent a fair bit of time living in or around London. Uh, And and what sort of work do you do now? I got into what I'm doing now through a midlife crisis. So I was in my early 40s. I was running a consultancy, successful consultancy, working in retailing. And I had this moment where I thought, is this it? Is this, is, is this what I'm going to do for the rest of my days? Is this everything? And I kind of recognized that there was something missing. I was missing something in my life. I was missing a purpose. Um, so as a result of that midlife crisis, I went and bought a couple of supermarkets, which, right. uh, as you do when you have a midlife crisis, um, <laughs> in London. They were, uh, Budgeons is a small UK chain that Musgrave bought, and Musgrave wanted to... Uh, do a super value centra on budgets. And so they turned a command and control um, chain into a franchise operation. And I had the the fortune of being, uh, having the opportunity to buy two of those stores. And that set me off on this journey of, of, I was looking for a different way to run a business. And it was about heart. I realized partway through my, I owned the stores for 15 years. Um, Partway through that, it was I had this aha moment when I lost one of them through competition. Well, UK grocery retailing is pretty brutally competitive. I mean, I know Irish grocery retailing is, is, is getting or probably is just as competitive now. Um, and having lost one of my two stores, it caused me to reflect and it helped me see actually it was about heart. That's what I was seeking. So what I'm doing now, I sold the business last year, myself and, and, and my partner in life and in work, Eudora, wrote this book. This is something I've been working on for eight or nine years. And okay. It was ready to, to launch. And, and my, my, our purpose really in life now is to help other business leaders to open their hearts. Okay. Well, let's, let's get into the weeds on that a little bit, because <laughs> if we look at businesses, and again, um, you, you, you cite Cadbury, Roundtree, Clark's, old, famous UK brands that, that started off as being purpose-led, yeah. but they lose their way along the journey in where profit trumps everything. Even if you look at the business that I was involved in here for many years, Bewley's, yes. again, well-intentioned, Absolutely. E- equity given to the, to, to the workers, to the employees, but the pension costs of that business ultimately brought it down. Yeah. So what started off as... As, as, as genuine purpose became a, a solvency issue later in the business. Yeah, yeah. So, so why would you then recommend that a business would go on this purpose mission 
if you're not really a business unless you're making profit to be crude about it absolutely and i'm totally with that and this some people have the view that people are into heart and the sort of stuff i do are against profit absolutely not because basically if you don't make profit you don't survive so you know uh, as you said you know bewley's was brought down by the fact that it didn't make a profit um i think what happened to bewley's rantries cadbury's people like that was they they had a very well-meaning purpose but they didn't keep it up to date and they didn't keep in touch with the modern world and there's a, a simple example uh, Justin King, the former CEO of Sainsbury's, gave me uh, about this one with that, for regard to M&S. Um, and he, he was saying that M&S used to offer chiropathy to people. Now, that was something that was maybe relevant to do in the 50s, but actually in the 2000s just wasn't really relevant. So I think the challenge with some of those historic purpose-driven businesses is that they haven't kept up to date. They haven't kept fresh. And therefore... Uh, with Cadbury and Roundtree, they were swallowed up by big, huge multinational behemoths who absolutely destroyed and trampled all over their values. So, and I, I know, I mean, I quote a, a B Corp called Cotswold Fair in my book, um, who are very purpose-driven. We, we have worked with them to help them be really heartful. Um, in fact, I think you've had Paul Hargreaves on the show, if I remember correctly. We have, yeah. yeah. So, but there are lots of really good purpose-driven business around this world patagonia global brand that known and well known by everybody who are very successful and financially successful and in the book we quote the cotswold fair case study and how paul basically doubled the size of his business and multiplied his profitability by a factor of five over two three years by opening his heart so i think it is really it's not soft it's not namby pamby it is really hard commercial stuff it really okay. does work and i'm not trying to pick it apart or i'm no. not trying to no. to be cynical about it but if we if we look at somebody like a company like unilever uh, one of their investors a fund manager called terry smith yes he said unilever management were obsessed with publicly displaying sustainability credentials at the expense of focusing on the fundamentals of the business a company that has to deliver the purpose of Hellman's mayonnaise uh, has clearly lost the plot. That was what he said. He was a shareholder and uh, an equity partner in Unilever. And again, he said that management were being distracted by all this purpose stuff at the expense of, as, as he called it, uh, the fundamentals of the business. Do you, do you come across that? Where yeah, one... I mean, I've, I've read what he said. Um, you know, a lot of the... The traditional city people really find this difficult to understand. I think with Unilever, the issue there is not the driven a purpose, they're not that they're a purpose-driven organization, but they've in some areas of the business, they've lost the the ability or they've lost distracted from delivering, turning purpose into profit. So I don't think there's an issue. And you could say about Hellman's mayonnaise, well, yes. Uh, specifically what's the purpose, but they've done some amazing work with Dove, for example, and some of their other brands. And the study they have done internally, their purpose-driven brands are way more profitable than the ones without a purpose. And what Alan Jope has said, their CEO, is that actually, if they can't find a purpose in a brand, then they're going to sell it. And whether they go and sell Hellman's, I I don't actually know, Bobby. But I do think that, and I think there is, this stuff is hard. You know, it's not the traditional way of doing things. This short-term profit focus the way the city and the financial markets have always worked, I think is more and more broken. And 
you know, the, 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 this thing about the great resignation that's being talked about, where so many companies in Ireland, in the UK, in Europe, in the US, everywhere are struggling to recruit people because of all the things that are happening in the world. And actually, what COVID did was it helped people realize they're fed up working the way they've been working for all these years, and so many of them have quit. But the purpose-driven companies I have spoken to in the last couple of weeks um, about this, because I'm doing a talk in Berlin uh, soon on this, all of them have having no issues recruiting people. In fact, they're inundated with people who want to work for them. I'm not disagreeing with you, Andrew, but what I am saying is that I, I fundamentally it's about credibility. It's about authenticity. And yes. whereby there's a genuine purpose and a genuine quest for purpose within an organization, I'm absolutely fine with that. And I do think, as you say, it differentiates the good from the bad. Yeah. It is a way of... But what I have a problem with is big multinationals talking sustainability out of both sides of their mouth. And really, there's a credibility issue for me with some of those requests I, I, and I, some of those ambitions. I couldn't agree more. And, and that's greenwashing. And I tell you, the general public are very, very astute to that. And when we, you mentioned the introduction of the plastic-free zones we introduced in Thornton's Budgets. Uh, we did something. We introduced 1,800 plastic-free lines in 10 weeks in 2018. And we revolutionized the relationship between plastic and supermarkets uh, worldwide. And we've been told afterwards. But what our customers said to us was, you're doing something. All the others are just talking talking sustainability, talking greenwash, saying, oh, by 2020, 2097, we'll do this, this, and this, and this. And it's meaningless. So I totally agree with you, Bobby. And I think right. that's that sort of talk. I interviewed Dave Lewis in the book, uh, former Tesco CEO, and he said, you can't behave yourself out of something you've talked. Sorry, you can't talk yourself out of something you've behaved yourself into. And I think that's yeah. a wonderful quote. And what went yeah, wrong I with Tesco was that they were saying it's about the customer. This is back when they had the crisis in the mid, you know, 2015 or so. They were talking about the customer's king, but all the behavior was about profit. Um, and it didn't stack up. And they got themselves into deep trouble and the serious fraud squad ended up being calling in. So that's an extreme version of when, yeah. you know, greenwashing and talking about so something you don't deliver fails. So let's, let's talk about then, you know, regular SMEs, small family businesses. Let's not talk about multinationals for a second. Yeah. And let's talk about how they, those businesses can use purpose, can use sustainability to be better, to maybe enjoy the work better, to, to attract better people, to retain better people, to grow sales, all by doing something good. Tell, tell me more about that and what companies should be doing in your view. Well, I think this, and this is fantastic. I mean, a lot of the companies we've worked with are SMEs. I mean, Cotswold Fair employ about 100, 150 people. So they're not a huge behemoth. And I think those sort of companies are in a great position now because the big multinationals are very slow and they can be, they, they can be yeah, tardy. So if I was running a C an SME right now, I'd be saying, okay, so what is our purpose? And really start to understand, why do we invent this company? Why do we create um, whatever company it might be? Whether you're selling sailing equipment or you're a coffee shop or you're a hotel, why do we start in the first place? And when I do work with people on purpose, they often say, you know, we need your help and so on and so forth. And I always say to them, you know the answer. So Bobby, if you are running 
the XYZ metalworking company, you and your colleagues, you know the answer of what your purpose is. And the job of someone like me is to help you get that clear on paper and okay. to be really clear about what your purpose is and then really engage with your people. And we, we share various exercises in the book about how you really listen to people because people don't really listen to each other anymore, particularly in the business world, and how you help have difficult conversations and how you help people be more authentically themselves because that is what this is all about. If okay. you can be yourself, then why would you want to only bring half of yourself to work when you can bring the full glory of, of Bobby Kerr to, to work, which I'm sure you do, but so many people right. don't. Well, look, it's, it's, it's been a very interesting discussion. It's called Pulling the Heart Back into Business. It's uh, co-authored by Andrew Thornton, How to Place People, Planet and Purpose at the Core of What You Do. So lovely to talk to you, Andrew, and we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, Bobby. It was a pleasure. Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland. Saturday morning at 11 on News Talk.